A bloated stomach is an unattractive, unpleasant, and sometimes plain embarrassing thing. While excess water retention can cause parts of your body to look swollen, bloating is usually caused by having too much gas in the gastrointestinal tract. Normally, gas that is built up in the stomach will rise up the esophagus and come out as a burp. But when the gas builds up in the loops of the small intestine, you'll experience a heavy, full feeling. The trapped gas will cause the belly to swell, the skin to stretch, and many times this can cause the stomach to ache. So today I wanna go over eight things that you can do immediately to reduce and prevent bloating. First, you're gonna to wanna to limit the foods that are known to cause bloating. Bloating is usually caused by something that we eat, so reducing these foods from our diet will go a long way for fixing this problem. Foods like onions, cauliflower, beans, and lentils can be major contributors to the bloating that you might be experiencing from time to time. That's because they contain what are known as FODMAP carbohydrates. These types of carbs cannot be digested. Instead, they're fermented by the gut bacteria in the colon. This produces gas and may cause discomfort and bloating. In one study, two groups were given either a low or a high FODMAP diet for two days. The high FODMAP group had a greater level of gastrointestinal discomfort and bloating and they were much more sluggish. The good news about beans is that you could reduce the FODMAPs in beans by soaking and sprouting them. This won't completely get rid of them, but it'll help with the bloating. Other than beans, you'll also wanna avoid things like carbonated drinks. When you drink soda, seltzer, or tonic, you can't help but swallow a lot of gas in the form of carbon dioxide. That gas will end up in your small intestines, causing you to feel bloated. Out of all the different carbonated drinks out there, one of the worst in relation to bloating is beer. That's because it also contains fermentable carbohydrates like barley and maize, which can further contribute to gas buildup and bloating. Dairy products can also cause bloating, especially since 75% of the population has a lactose intolerance. Lactose is the sugar in milk and lactose intolerant people aren't able to break it down. This can lead to gas, cramps, diarrhea, and of course, bloating. The last group of foods you may want to look out for are cruciferous vegetables, such as broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. While all of them are very healthy and they contain lots of fiber and essential vitamins and minerals, unfortunately, they're also very high in FODMAPs. So if you're struggling with bloat and you eat a lot of cruciferous vegetables, I suggest experimenting by cutting these types of vegetables out of your diet for a couple weeks to see if your symptoms start to improve. The second thing that you can do to reduce bloating is reduce your intake take of sugar alcohols. These are commonly used as sweeteners in foods that are labeled as sugar-free. However, the problem is that these sugar alcohols are considered to be, once again, high in FODMAPs. Out of all the sugar alcohols available, the worst ones are sorbitol, mannitol, and xylitol. So you'll wanna look out for these ingredients specifically whenever you get something that's labeled as sugar-free or something that contains sugar alcohols. In one study involving sorbitol, participants that ate 10 grams of sorbitol per day had a significant rise in gas and bloating, while the participants that ate 20 grams experienced even worse digestive upset symptoms like diarrhea and stomach cramps. Not only do a lot of sugar-free diet foods contain ingredients like sorbitol, mannitol, and xylitol, but sugar-free chewing gums are also notorious for containing these sugar alcohols. However, usually with sugar-free gum, it'll be such a small amount of sugar alcohols per piece that it won't really cause problems as long as you're not chewing more than like five pieces of gum per day. In either case, whenever possible, instead of having sugar alcohols, go for stevia, which is a natural sugar-free sweetener that won't cause bloating. 
Another often overlooked cause of bloating is that you might have a gut infection known as small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO. You see, there are tens of trillions of both good and bad bacteria in your gut. The majority of them are located in your large intestine and your colon, but a lot of the bad bacteria feeds on sugar. So when you eat too much sugar, it can cause the overgrowth of this bad bacteria, which winds up spilling over into the small intestine. Other contributing factors to SIBO are low stomach acid, stress, and some antibiotics that upset the balance of the bacteria in your gut. What will happen is that the excess bacteria in the gut will feed off of the undigested carbs in the small intestine. This causes the carbs to ferment and produce hydrogen gas. The hydrogen then feeds single-celled organisms in the small intestine called archaea. This produces methane gas, and that excess gas in the small intestines causes burping, bloating, and flatulence. This is what ultimately causes SIBO, and out of all the negative consequences of this bacterial overgrowth, the big symptom of SIBO is bloating. It can also cause diarrhea, constipation, and abdominal cramping, but since SIBO is linked to a diet that's high in sugar and alcohol, there are immediate steps that you can take to improve this overgrowth of bad bacteria. The first step is to get rid of the foods that are feeding the bad gut bacteria. That means cutting back on sugary carbs and alcohol. Obviously, you would want to eliminate simple carbs like baked foods, breakfast cereals, and packaged cookies. But to help rebalance your gut bacteria, you may have to get rid of even complex carbs like whole grains for some time until your symptoms start to improve. Replace these carbs with non-starchy vegetables, berries, and leafy greens. After cleaning up your diet, the next step is to help restore your good gut bacteria by taking certain probiotics. While most people would assume that you need to fight a bacterial infection with antibiotics, studies show that probiotics can be even more effective. In one study, one group of SIBO sufferers were given probiotics for five days while another group was given antibiotics. Surprisingly, the probiotic group showed significantly greater improvements than the antibiotic group. The important thing is, however, that you don't just go to the store and get some random probiotic, because believe it or not, it could make the bacteria problem even worse. The one that you should get is called Florastor, because it's been proven in studies to work specifically for fighting SIBO. I'll include a link in the description in case you want to try that probiotic. The next way to reduce bloating is to check to see whether your bloating is caused by a food allergy. This is because many common food allergies can cause bloating. Some ingredients that you might be allergic to include lactose, which is the main carbohydrate found in milk, fructose or fruit sugar, eggs, wheat, and gluten. You can test for these allergies by going on an elimination diet. You would remove one of these ingredients from your diet at a time over a period of two weeks and see if your bloating problem has resolved. However, before assuming that you have an allergy, you'll want to first make sure that you're applying the rest of the bloating tips in this video to rule out other causes. If you want a more precise allergy test, you can get your doctor to do an allergy skin test. Let's move on to another effective way to reduce bloating, which is to take a peppermint oil supplement. Bloating may be caused by spasms in the muscles of the digestive tract. One study showed that peppermint oil can act as an antispasmodic to help reduce symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome, which includes bloating. After four weeks of supplementing with two peppermint capsules per day, 75% of the peppermint oil group showed a 50% reduction in irritable bowel syndrome symptoms. This was double the amount of people that improved their symptoms compared to the non-peppermint oil group. Peppermint oil has this effect because of the menthol in it, which helps to improve digestive function 
and it helps to minimize symptoms of indigestion, gas, and bloating. It relaxes the muscles in the gastrointestinal tract by blocking the calcium channels that are involved in the wave-like contractions and relaxations of the muscles in the digestive tract. Peppermint oil also improves digestion by stimulating digestive enzymes and bile. A systematic review of all available studies showed that peppermint oil was more effective than psyllium husk fiber and antispasmodic medications in combating bloating and gas. You can take peppermint oil in a supplement form. Just make sure that you don't eat too close to taking it because it'll give you heartburn. Also make sure you get delayed release or enteric coated capsules. This way the peppermint oil gets released in the intestines rather than the stomach. Now the next way to reduce bloating is to regulate your fiber intake. Fiber passes through your body without being digested. However, soluble fiber can be partially digested by the bacteria in your gut. A byproduct of this digestion is gas and bloating. Another potential reason why fiber causes bloating is because it soaks up water. This can slow down its passing through the digestive system, making your stomach feel heavy. So adding fiber to your diet too quickly can definitely cause bloating. To get around these problems with fiber, make sure that you are drinking at least a half a gallon or around two liters of water every day. Also introduce fiber slowly and eat more soluble fibers such as oats, apples, and berries rather than insoluble fiber like wheat and barley. Next up is a really easy thing that you'll wanna to do to reduce bloating, which is to simply slow down while eating. This is more important than it may sound because not only will eating too quickly often lead to the same problem where too much air enters into the digestive tract and ends up being trapped in the loops of the intestine, but everything that you eat has to also be effectively digested and broken down. When you eat too fast, your body doesn't have enough time to properly process the food that you just ate. This is because the digestive process doesn't only involve organs like your liver, your stomach, and your intestines. It actually begins in your mouth. As you chew the food in your mouth, the enzymes in your saliva begin breaking down the food that you're eating. By the time it goes down your throat and into your stomach, a large portion of the digestive process has already occurred. But when you simply gulp down food without chewing it properly, you're placing extra stress on your gut. As a result, large pieces of unprocessed food can become trapped in the stomach, leading to further gastric discomfort and bloating. Eating slowly will require what's known as mindful eating on your part. Mindful eating can help not only with bloating, but it can also help you feel more full without eating as much food. This is because you'll only feel full after your brain reacts to the chemicals that are released by your body after eating. The problem is that your brain doesn't detect these chemicals right away. It takes around 20 minutes to register them. This is why eating really fast will also usually lead to overeating. However, if we slow down by chewing our food, we give our brain the chance to catch up to our body, ultimately allowing us to feel fuller from smaller portions. And like I said, it'll also make the digestive process easier and reduce the amount of air that you accidentally swallow, which will also reduce bloating. Let's move on to the last method that'll reduce bloating, which is to reduce the size of your meals. Now, even though some people will do great with diet plans that involve eating larger meals less frequently, like with intermittent fasting and the one meal a day diet, if you're experiencing a lot of bloating and stomach discomfort, you may not do so well with these kinds of plans. Eating too much at once can make you feel overly full, which will make you feel as if you're bloated, even if you don't have an enlarged stomach or trapped air in your intestines. If if you feel bloated after eating large meals, you may find that your symptoms go down if you get into the habit of eating more frequent smaller meals throughout the day. Remember, not everyone is the same, so you want to make sure that you're structuring your eating pattern 
in a way that works optimally for you as well as your body. Well, that's it guys. I really hope this video has helped you out. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to my channel and hit that bell icon so you can be notified whenever I release more free tips and tricks just like this. Also, if you're looking to not only lose your bloated stomach, but also lose the body fat sitting on top of your stomach in the next six weeks without having to go through years of trial and error, check out my six week challenge. Over 10,000 people have already been through the program and we have over a thousand five-star reviews from people that have lost a minimum of either 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat in just 42 days. With the challenge, you'll get a customized meal plan, a progressive 42-day workout plan designed to burn fat fast, and an accountability coach to help guide you through the entire process. The best part is as long as you complete the challenge without cheating and without quitting, you can have the whole course and all the materials for free. To find out more, click the link below in the description or you can visit my website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.